world's most remote indigenous rock band, the Desert Stars will travel 3,000 kilometers from Spinifex country to perform in Canberra and Sydney this weekend in support of uh, Gravel Road. Gravel Road is a movie about Jay Minning, the lead singer of the band. And to explore this upcoming tour, I'm joined by Tristan Pemberton, director of Gravel Road. Tristan, thanks for joining us and uh, welcome to our program. Thanks, Bertrand. Thanks for having me. Now, before we delve into the upcoming tour and the movie, The Gravel Road, can you give us uh, a better idea, a better understanding of how far the band has to travel to perform on the East Coast? Yes, it's a long way for them to get anywhere, uh, being the most remote community. I and mean, it takes a day just to get from the community somewhere else, such as Kalgoorlie, where they can then fly to Perth and then from Perth fly pretty much anywhere in the world. But yes, being a long way away, it's it's quite a logistical exercise to get them to go somewhere like Sydney or Canberra for a screening of their film. Now, the upcoming tour is in support of uh, Gravel Road, a movie about uh, Jay Meaning, the Desert Stars uh, lead singer. Yeah, now tell us about uh, the movie and uh, Jay Meaning. So Jay is uh, is a traditional songman in Spinifex country. He's a traditional landowner, as all the band members are, a traditional landowner of Spinifex country, which is an area in Australia which straddles Western Australia across to South Australia. And that was their traditional homelands. And so Jay is a modern Spinifex man, being born outside of country in a community called Kundalee which was established after the Spinifex people were moved out of country because of the British atomic testing in the late 50s and early 60s. So Jay takes his life experiences of being a, a traditional Spinifex man and puts them into song and you know, stories about surviving the British atomic testing, but also stories about living in country and, and what it means to him to live in country, but also about the difficulties of living in a modern world um, with the, the challenges that, that come with that. So he's a, he's a very interesting character and the film follows this journey, their first tour with the Desert Stars as they travel through the Western Desert, but also spending time in community, the community of Jinanjara, where Jay lives. And Jay shares this, this his, his life with us when he's in the community, shares activities that he does. And so you get this very, the audience will get this very rare glimpse into what life is like in Australia's most remote community. Yeah, it's Australia's most remote community, but it also has to be reminded to our listeners that uh, uh, the community from uh, which hails uh, Jay Minning is uh, part of uh, this community that were the last Indigenous people to come into contact with the Europeans in 1986. And that's a remarkable story, which is the story that first drew me to the Spinifex people. I heard about that story from my sister Fiona who was working as a community development officer in the late 90s. And Fee told me about the Richter family, the last hunter-gatherer nomadic family that had contact in 1986. When most people had, most Spinifex people had contact in the late 50s and early 60s, when there was an effort to bring people out of country because of the risks of, of radiation poisoning, there were still some families that stayed 
Um, they didn't realise what was happening. They hadn't made contact, and they just, as far as they knew, there were just mysterious changes happening in country, which was attributed to Mamu, which is like the spirit being, or, or you know, when the stories tell you the Mamu can be a benevolent force that can cause people to get sick and, and cause harm. So, in many ways, they were living in fear of of this this malevolent malevolent force coming and and getting them so it was it was that story that really captured me and started my journey to seek permission to meet community to talk to community about that telling that story into film with the community and that led me to meet um jay and the band and how was it making this film? Because uh, this is one of the most remote communities. Uh, it's uh, very far from uh, most major towns where you would find all the facilities and logistics. How was it making this movie? Look, it was very challenging. Um, there's many layers to the challenges. Uh, there, there was very little finance. I mean, there was no finance to support me going out to community. So that was self-funded and, and travelling with the band. Um, there was the enormous challenges of trying to travel thousands and thousands of kilometres with a whole lot of equipment, sound and musical equipment and camera equipment across vast swathes of landscape where there are no sealed roads. And, of course, all the challenges where when things happen, there isn't the support to fix things. You can't just go down to Ripco and get a part for your car or your bus. Uh, and, of course, the uh, enormous challenges of trying to get a film made with no budget so I was lucky to have enormous support from the community and also from Harriet Clutterbuck our editor and, and Phil Snow our sound designer and but the the end results um, make it worthwhile I, mean, I don't want to give too much away it's it, the film does explore a lot of the challenges of, yeah. of a tour like this but um, yeah we definitely made it worthwhile and we can sit in a, sit in a cinema and, and share the film with an audience. Yeah. And how was it uh, working with the community? And uh, you mentioned there's uh, a lot, great deal of support well, that uh, just came by as you are going along. Uh, can you just maybe without revealing too much, just a little bit more? But... Working with the community was, was fabulous. It, it, it did help right from the onset when I first made contact with the community that my sister had been working out in community, so already the Pemberton name had, had trust and integrity. And a film like this is not possible without support from community, um, but as I'd made previous films before, the community were very supportive of, of me coming back out and making films because every time I would go out to community and make a film, I would leave something behind, something that community is proud of and, and wanted to share and, and gravel road is no exception yeah and this morning we were supposed to speak to jay meaning himself but uh, he was uh, traveling on his way for the premiere and uh, his performances over the weekend uh, my last question is how is he going uh, how is he well look last contact um we had with jay and that was daniel spoke to him yesterday he was very very excited uh, he's, he's excited to go to sydney for this uh, for our New South Wales premiere and also we have a screening in Canberra on Friday night as well so which will tomorrow night um, so that so we'll, they'll be flying to Sydney and then we'll be driving straight to Canberra 
and we had a screening at, and a live performance at Dendi Canberra. Um, but yes, Jay's Jay's excited. He's he did have a bit of a health scare uh, about three weeks ago. He had some something um, with his heart, but the doctors have given him some medication and that seems to settle things down. Um, but I don't think that could stop him because he's pretty excited to to get over, and I think that'll be his first trip to ACT, and it certainly will be the, the um, first time they've performed in Sydney. And I know Jay and the fellows are also looking forward to seeing some of the sites of, of Sydney, the Opera House and the Sydney Harbour Bridge and, and doing a little bit of a tour around the amazing harbour city that, that Sydney is. So, yeah, no, they're, they're all fired and ready to go. Well, Tristan Pemberton, Director of uh, Gravel Road, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, we wish you a happy tour of Canberra and Sydney this coming weekend. Thanks, Bertrand. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me.